Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. It is 25 October, Sunday, time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And we're getting really close to the elections. That's one thing that I will say right now is we are getting really close to the election. So uh, we want to keep our president in prayer. I understand there are people that don't support the president and they don't want to vote and they don't want to make their stand. And that's their choice. I disagree with it wholeheartedly. We have a choice between the devil's party or just a party that is going to run this nation despite its faults. And uh, so there you go with that. That's my plug for the week is vote Trump. But Let's see here, uh, our first category as, oh, wait a minute, one more thing is next week, don't forget, Saturday night at two o'clock, get up and turn your clock back. Or if you're like me, I go to bed an hour early, I turn it back and I get two hours of sleep one time a year and I get one hour of sleep extra uh, twice a year or whatever. Anyway, you know what I'm saying is I always go to bed based on the later time. And so just make sure that you take your clock and you set it back next Saturday before you go to bed. Um, our first category, as always, is Israel. And from CBN, Andrew Cuomo targets Jewish community again, blaming them for viral spread in New York. The Democrat, you know, now that may be true. They may be spreading the coronavirus, but so do the Black Lives Matters marches. And so this is a hypocritical stand. And if I were the Jews, I would be suing the governor, the Democrat governor, who has at the same time praised, here it is, Black Lives Matters protests, while repeatedly condemning religious folks for gathering during the pandemic, has singled out the Jewish community yet again, saying observant Jews are spreading the coronavirus because of their religious practices. You know, I don't know anywhere in the First Amendment where there is a exception to the religious clause for pandemics or for any other reason. That is in a, that is a right. It is something that we have, and I would not be obedient to any of those, any of them. But um, anyway, it goes on. It says he targeted the Orthodox Jewish community, saying they are responsible for a renewed spread of the virus in the Empire State. We're now having issues in the Orthodox Jewish community in New York, where because of their religious practices and so on, we're seeing a spread, claim Cuomo. We know religious institutions have been a problem, he said. We know mass gatherings are super spreader events. We know there have been mass gatherings going on in concert with religious institutions in these communities for weeks. In the wake of those remarks by Cuomo, Orthodox Jewish leaders took to the streets to protest and condemn the governor and his administration's crackdown on religious freedoms amid the panic. Good for them. From Fox, Orthodox Jews, oh, here it is, Jewish groups sue New York Governor Cuomo over coronavirus lockdowns. Good job, New York Jews. From All Israel, history. First commercial Emirati flight lands in Tel Aviv. So we've had them land in the Emirates, and now they're coming to Tel Aviv. And Etihad Airlines flight landed at Ben-Gurion Airport on Monday morning, making history as the first commercial flight from Abu Dhabi to Tel Aviv. From the Times of Israel. Israel, UAE agree on 28 weekly direct flights between Emirates and Tel Aviv. The agreement will enable 10 weekly cargo flights, while charter flights between the UAE and Israel's Ramon Airport near Elat will be unlimited. The aviation agreement will enable tourism, trade, and business between the countries and is one of the first 
important fruits of the peace agreement. From the Times of Israel, landing in Bahrain to sign deal, Israel official stresses genuine peace and hopes. A joint U.S.-Israeli delegation arrived in Bahrain to sign a series of bilateral agreements between Jerusalem and Manama, including a so-called joint communique that will formally establish diplomatic relations between the two countries. LL Flight 973, a nod to Bahrain's country code, they use the same flight number as the country code for dialing Bahrain, landed in Manama after taking off from Ben Gurion Airport in the first ever non-stop passenger flight from Israel to the Gulf Kingdom. During a ceremony held on the tarmac, Israel's national security advisor, Meir Ben Shabbat, said in Arabic that Israel extends its hands for genuine peace with the Bahraini people. From Arat Shiva, Netanyahu, if numbers go up, we will tighten lockdown again. Now, I used to like Netanyahu a lot. I supported him everything he did up until this coronavirus, and he has handled this so badly I sent my uh, friend in Israel a uh, message with that title, and he said, this guy's acting like a Democrat. I mean, literally. So I am not a fan of Netanyahu anymore. I think he's doing this just simply to uh, protect his own political power, and uh, he's willing to do it at the expense of the people. I could be wrong, but I, am, I have really lost a lot of respect for him over this. From the Times of Israel, Israelis believe politics leading virus decisions pan Prime Minister's performance. There you go. They agree with what I just said. Most Israelis believe political considerations are the leading factor in the government decision-making process as it seeks to bring the country out of its latest national lockdown. The Channel 12 survey found 63% of those questions cited politics as the main concern for leaders, while only 26% believe professional considerations were guiding decisions, and that's probably the same as the U.S., while only 26% believed Israel would bungle its emergence from the closure and arrive at a third lockdown, while 21% believed the country would succeed in keeping the pandemic under control this time. Prime Minister Netanyahu rejected the notion that political considerations played a part in drawing up the exit plan from the national lockdown, saying the route to opening was based solely on advice from health experts and officials. Trump got duped into that one time, and he got out of it, and he's done the right thing with this nation. This guy, I don't believe what he's saying. I think he knows what's going on. He's seen the other countries that didn't lock down that have no problems, and he is uh, mishandling his premiership. Anyway, um, from the Times of Israel, IDF uncovers Gaza terror tunnel that penetrated into Israeli territory. So they're going under the border of Israel, and Israel finds it, and they destroy the tunnel, and they get mad, and JNS Israel, Iron Dome, intercepts Gaza rocket launched at border communities. They got mad that they got caught invading Israel's territory, so they send in a rocket, and Israel blows up the rocket. And then from the uh, Times of Israel, IDF hits Hamas-linked subterranean site after Gaza rocket fire. Military says projectile intercepted by Iron Dome system. Exchange follows uncovering an attack tunnel from Palestinian enclave that reached into Israeli territory. So you can see this happens again and again and again. They do something wrong. Israel responds, and they're called the ones that are, you know, making it the issue worse, and they get all the blame for these things. I think the world is tired of this, as we've seen with the Gulf states making these treaties with Israel. They've had enough. 
of this Palestinian issue. From All Israel, White House confirms Sudan will join the Abraham Accords and make peace with Israel. That's Sudan. There's a lot of protesting in Sudan right now over that. There are other problems that Sudan is facing, but we'll see where that goes in the weeks ahead. From the Times of Israel, speculative, but Saudi Arabia will soon move to normalize ties with Israel, official predicts. Okay, it's only a prediction, but they think it's coming. Senior defense official says the kingdom could be next to come out of the closet amid reports that Jewish state on verge of normalizing relations with Sudan. Now that that's done, they think that uh, Saudi Arabia may come forward. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, it's kind of interesting how things are going. Um, it's uh, good, in my opinion, that these are happening. Uh, once again, all of the regular players that are against this are the ones that we don't want as friends anyways. And I've got an article coming up next week, I'm sure, uh, that is really wonderful about how this is coming together. A couple, actually, articles that uh, are very interesting. They may be OBE, but uh, at the time, uh, I may include them in next week's update. From Christian News, from Lori Olstead. Okay, this is somebody that emailed me this week, and uh, anytime somebody says something like this, I thought I'd poke you all with it. She just finished all of the Genesis Bible studies. I started off by watching your updates. It wasn't long until I heard you say that I should be reading my Bible more and agreed with you. I also heard you say that you listened to the Bible when you were driving, and I thought, I can do that. So I downloaded your Genesis series onto my iPhone, my first time using a podcast, and she noted she had to ask her daughter how to do that. I'd have to ask my son, but uh, I have one every day, every week, where I spend the whole day driving, and I really look forward to it now. This may seem obvious, but I really like that I can hit pause when I need to pull over and stop and hit play when I'm back on the road. I've started Exodus. I've learned so much, and truly thank you for making it available and I would like to personally thank Sergio over in Israel and Mike up in New Jersey who make this possible. I just get to come in here and preach, but they have made these things available. Other people have helped as well. I don't want to diminish all of the people that have helped get the podcasts up and everything, but uh, Sergio and Mike every single day are doing something to keep these things going and to get new stuff out to you. But uh, if you're only watching Prophecy Updates, you are limiting yourself. You're not growing in Christ and uh, you're harming, actually, your walk with Christ because you're getting a lot of bad information on many Prophecy Updates. And I would suggest that you start reading your Bible like this lady did and fall in love with the Word of God. And she said, from north of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So hats off to her. From the Superior Word News Service, Pope endorses same-sex civil unions, another step towards the end times. So there you go with that. Christian Times, white evangelicals are actually for Trump in 2020, not just against his opponent. Yes, ma'am, can we help you? Um, would you please come up here, Miss Garrett? I need you to come forward. I need you to come up here. I, I need you to come. You must come up here. Grab her by your hand, please, and escort her up here. You must come up here. I, we've got a prophecy update going, and if you don't come, you're going to get in trouble. Okay, um, please come up and get inside of this. I want to be able to see you inside of this. Okay, now I want you to stand right here. This is my mother, and she is going to have a birthday in this week ahead. Ouch. And so she pinched me really hard. I'm going to have a, a bruise there. And I uh, wanted to acknowledge that. It's coming up this week. It's not today, but... I got her something, and yes, it is in Christmas stuff. Please forgive me for that. I would like you to be careful and not drop this and to open it, okay? So I open would like, I right open now. it right here, right now, and there's a reason why I'm doing this. 
Now, forget forget this board, okay? It's this right here. I don't know if they can see that. All right, let me go down a little bit. I'm talking, no, I want the people online to see it. So you've got to not hold it up so high. Hang on. Now, this okay. is all right. This is something that I want you to know. This This is all it is. This board is just to hold it up. This is something that an online viewer makes. And I saw it and I thought, my mom has cats. She's a crazy cat lady. Oh. And so um, I had him make this for her. And so um, if anybody likes this type of thing, send me an email and he can make others from a collection of dogs and ducks and all that kind of stuff. But he handmade this with special wood and it's just for you. So um, you can thank him when I give you his name later. But for right now, happy birthday to my mother. Okay, go sit down and be on time next week. There we go. Okay, so I don't even know what article we were reading at the time. We were somewhere in, oh, yes, okay, um, uh, Christian Times. White evangelicals are actually for Trump in 2020, not just against his opponent. This is a big difference here. While white evangelicals support for President Trump is close to the strong backing he enjoyed in 2016, voters' motivations have shifted during his first term at the White House. This year, a majority are excited to get behind Trump rather than being primarily motivated by a distaste for his opponent. Among white evangelical Trump supporters, most characterized their vote in 2020 as for Trump. That's 57% and not just against Joe Biden. The last presidential election, the numbers told a different story. White evangelicals voting for the Republican were more likely to say their vote was against Clinton, 45%, than for Trump, 30% in Pew's 2016 survey. So that's good news, and it shows that he has some extra momentum, which he did not have last time. We'll see where it goes. I'm not going to make any predictions. You know, with the left, they will do everything they can to steal this election, and it may just be, you know, they have just... Uh, Supreme Court of uh, Pennsylvania says that you do not have to have matching signatures on what you mail in. That is absolutely crazy, but that is a way of stealing Pennsylvania, which is a must-win state. So we'll see what happens. Okay, um, I cannot pronounce the uh, name of this news service, so I'm just going to read the article. Mexican president demanded from Pope Francis an apology for the Spanish conquests. The Mexican president sent an open letter to Pope Francis asking for an apology for the role of the church in the Spanish conquest in his country 500 years ago. President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, I guess, outlined his demand in a two-page letter to the pontiff. The Catholic Church, the Spanish monarchy, and the Mexican government must make an apology, a public one, for the heinous atrocities that have affected indigenous peoples. In 2019, Lopez Obrador asked the Spanish government to apologize, but Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez rejected the request. I could actually see this Pope doing that. And that's why I read that now is to see where it goes with this. But uh, uh, this is something you do not do. You do not apologize for past history when you were not alive at that time. You can only apologize for your own actions in this life. So this is bad news. If the Pope does it, he's going to expect other people to do it. If you know what I'm talking about, it's setting a very bad precedent. From Christian Headlines, photocopying, you think you got it bad here. Here in America, oh, we're, we're being abused by Cuomo up in New York and that numbskull out in California. <laughs> photocopying hymns is now illegal in China. I don't even dare to do it, shop owner says. China has escalated its ban on the printing of religious materials in recent months, inspecting printing houses for possible violations and even prohibiting the copying of hymns, according to a new report 
The manager of a printing house in, I can't pronounce the city, in the province of Henan, said his business was inspected on September 14th for religious materials. Any religious content makes the issue political, not religious. Although banners on the street say people are allowed to religious beliefs, the only faith they can practice freely is that of the Communist Party. Inspections, uh, the manager said, are too rigorous. He refuses to print religious materials. They checked my storehouse, scrutinized all records, and even looked at paper sheets on the floor to see if they had prohibited content. If any such content is found, I'll be fined or worse. My business will be closed. The ban on the printing of illegal religious materials applies to the photocopying of hymns, of hymns for use in church services. I don't even dare to make copies of two sheets with religious hymns because of strict investigations. A worker at a second photocopying business in that same city said, I was told to report anyone who comes to copy religious materials. Yes, we are being persecuted a little more every day in America, but we're not even near that. I, I, my heart goes out to these people. From the Christian Times, U.S. Episcopal Church, oh, good news here, attendance has fallen by nearly a quarter since 2009. Doesn't bother me at all with that denomination. I grew up in it, and I, they never gave the gospel. We sat in that church, and eventually, I remember when it happened, we were at St. Boniface Church out on Siesta Key, and uh, they got a new organist. And somebody says, oh, he's a homosexual, and I didn't even know what that meant. And they told me, and I said, in a church? I mean, I'm a kid. I didn't know anything, but I knew that this was wrong. And that was the start for that church and all of the other ones that I remember. But they've just been going like this in their morality, and uh, I'm glad their numbers are reflecting it. There's been a steep decline in attendance at the U.S. Episcopal Church over the past decade. Latest figures from the liberal denomination show that the number of people regularly attending Sunday service fell from 724,000 in 2009 to 518,000 last year. Good. The most significant drop was in New England, where the whole place is left anyway, where regular attendance fell from 58,236 to 41,599, or 4.4% over the last decade. There has been a steady decline in baptisms in the same time period, falling from 1.9 million in 2011 to 1.6 million in 2019. The proportion of congregations with 200 members or less rose from 58% in 2011 to 63% last year, while the share of churches with over 500 members fell from 15% in 2011 to 13% last year. Their numbers are down all the way across. The Reverend Dr. Molly James, there's your problem, Deputy Executive Officer of the Episcopal Church's General Convention said, our 2019 data tells an important part of the story of who we are as Episcopalians. And going forward, parochial report data will also help us tell the story of the remarkable ways the church has adapted to the difficult circumstances in which we find ourselves. She's trying to make it positive and that they're going south. Jeffrey Walton, Anglican Program Director at the Institute on Religion and Democracy, was less optimistic, as he should be. From Mideast Africa, from the Times of Israel, Trump to drop Sudan from terror list in presumed prelude to Israel normalization. President Trump announced that he would be removing Sudan from the State Department's list of state terror sponsors in what is widely believed a precursor to Khartoum normalizing relations with Israel. They've said they're going to do it. If those papers are signed, that'll be great. Great news. This is his tweet. New government of Sudan, which is making great progress, agreed to pay $335 million to U.S. terror victims and families. 
Once deposited, I will lift Sudan from the state sponsors of terrorism list that long last justice for the American people and big step for Sudan, Trump tweeted. Trump made no mention of a decision by Sudan to normalize ties with Israel, but the U.S. has pushed Khartoum to take that step for weeks, and it has been widely reported that Washington conditioned its decision to drop the Northeast African nation from its terror blacklist on it foregoing official relations with the Jewish state. So good stuff. Mail online. Thousands of boys, bad stuff, are kept in chains, tortured, and abused in Islamic schools across Sudan. And they've got pictures of them. These people beating them mercilessly, wearing chains, just like you'd see in slavery, with younger children being raped by older students, investigation reveals. So they've got work to do in Sudan, and this is something that I hope will be monitored now that this is coming out as far as these agreements. Reuters, France to expel 231 suspected extremists after attack on teacher. They cut off his head. He said, we're getting rid of these people. France's interior ministry responsible for expelling foreigners was not available to confirm the information, which has been initially reported by Europe One. France defines extremists as people who engaged in a process of radicalization are likely to want to go abroad to join terrorist groups or take part in terrorist activities. President Macron's centrist government has been under pressure from conservative and far-right parties to take a tougher stance on non-nationals deemed to pose a security threat. Of the total number of suspects, 180 people are currently in prison and 51 were due to be arrested. Well, here's the problem with that. The guy's already missing his head. They should have gotten rid of all these people a long time ago. And once you open up the doors and let them in and you start expelling them, you're only going to bring more problems on yourself. The people that are family to these people or, or et cetera are going to go out and kill more people. So they've, they've got themselves in a box and we'll just see what happens in France in the next few weeks. From Weasel Zippers, teacher in France is beheaded for showing Charlie Hebdo. New York Times calls it a knife attack. Yeah, yeah. knife attack from Times of Israel. As U.N. arms embargo on Iran expires, U.S. vows to punish those who sell it weapons. A decade-long U.N. arms embargo on Iran that barred it from purchasing foreign weapons like tanks and fighter jets expired Sunday, a week ago, as planned under its nuclear deal with world powers, despite objections from the United States, which insists the ban remains in place. While Iran says it plans no buying spree, it can now, in theory, purchase weapons to upgrade military armaments dating back to before its 1979 Islamic Revolution and sell its own locally produced gear abroad. In practice, however, Iran's economy remains crippled by broad-reaching U.S. sanctions and other nations may avoid arms deals with Tehran for fear of American financial retaliation. The Trump admin has warned that any sales of weapons to Iran or exports from Iran will be penalized. The U.S. is prepared to use its domestic authorities to sanction any individual or entity that materially contributes to the sale, supply, or transfer of conventional arms to or from Iran, as well as those who provide technical training, financial support, and services, and other assistance related to these arms, he said in a statement. Okay, so Trump is doing everything he can to keep Iran under wraps, but the rest of the world is trying to push it out where they can go out and do whatever they want. We'll see who prevails, and if Trump wins this election, he will continue to exercise his authority. If he doesn't, then this is all going to be opened up to the world immediately, because Biden is not only in the back pocket of 
China, he's also in the back pocket of Iran. And this is certain because of what the previous administration did with that deal with Iran, giving them all of that money, all of those uh, uh, benefits. There's no doubt that they'll find if Trump wins, Biden will want to move out of America very quickly because they're going to expose this. They will. If he wins instead, if Biden wins, then this will all be brushed under the uh, under the rug from the Times of Israel. Emirati economic delegation visits Temple Mount is insulted by the Palestinians. Yeah, the delegation took advantage of its time in Israel to visit the Temple Mount's Al-Aqsa Mosque. Some Palestinians at the scene called out insults at the Emirates. Trash! Trash! One could be heard yelling from behind the camera at the receding Emirates. In another video, a Palestinian told the Gulf region delegation to leave, go on, get out. So they're only harming themselves further by doing this kind of stuff. Mail online, court rules. I, I was completely surprised at this decision coming out of Germany. Court rules, Muslim doctor who refused to shake woman's hand as she presented him with the citizenship certificate has lost the right to become a German. I, I'm thoroughly proud of him, but I'm surprised it happened. The Lebanese man passed a citizenship test after living in Germany for 13 years. But he failed at the final hurdle after refusing to shake the female official's hand. State authorities denied him citizenship, and a court has now upheld their ruling. Mongolia, business insider. China demanded, now listen to this, this is going on in France, and listen to what China's demanding. China demanded a French museum to remove the words Genghis Khan from a Genghis Khan exhibition as it continues cracking down on Mongolian culture. A French museum was forced to postpone its exhibition about the Mongolian warlord Genghis Khan after Chinese authorities demanded control over many elements, multiple reports say. The Chinese Bureau of Cultural Heritage asked the museum to remove the word Genghis Khan, also Empire and Mongol, from the show. The Bureau had asked the museum make the changes in favor of a new national narrative. The museum connected the censorship attempt to China's recent crackdown on Mongolian culture. Can you imagine that? Now, they have Inner Mongolia, which is under China's authority, but the nation of Mongolia is not. And that's where Ulaanbaatar is. And they're trying to force this even on a sovereign nation. So we got real problems with China. Vote for Trump. Daniel 12 Technology. American Military News. U.S. hypersonic missile hit within six inches of a target. This is a hypersonic missile. This thing's going over 3,000 miles an hour and it gets within six inches of its target. U.S. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy announced that a hypersonic missile, oh, by the way, if a missile hits within six inches of you, it ain't going to make any difference, just so you know. Okay. U.S. Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy announced that a hypersonic missile being developed by the Pentagon is hit within six inches of its target, showing the military's modernization efforts are progressing. Our, they want to get it down to zero inches, I'm sure. we got to get that and spend another $10 billion to do so. Our modernization efforts are investments, and they are maturing with tranches of advanced equipment. McCarthy listed a hypersonic missile as among the advanced equipment in development by the U.S. military. Hypersonic missiles are hitting their targets with a variance of only a mere six inches. McCarthy's remarks appeared to point to the successful March 19 test of the common hypersonic glide body. 
The CHGB is being developed in partnership between the Army and the U.S. Navy and the hypersonic weapons system. The hypersonic weapons are classified as those that can reach speeds in excess of five times the speed of sound, Mach 5, approximately 3,836 miles per hour. These new units are being arrayed for the future fight through the regional aligned readiness and modernization model known as Rearm. I love the military always makes up acronyms for everything. There's nothing they don't have an acronym for. Hey, CG, right? Charlie Garrett. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Let's see here. When the US CHBG hypersonic weapon is fully ready, it will reportedly comprise a conventional warhead, guidance system, cabling, and thermal protection shield. The Army and Navy will be developing individual weapon systems tailored to be launched from land or the sea, respectively. According to Defense News, the Army is developing a ground-based launch system with plans to field a battery-sized hypersonic weapon to soldiers by 2023. Imagine that. From Inopressa, $23 million. NASA has developed the most expensive what in the world? Does anybody know what they just developed? Toilet. That's right. The most expensive toilet in the world. Well, you were right. It was a good guess. And the reason why? Why did they have to do this? Because Females. Men, men That's right. He got them both. Good job. $23 billion to get the right toilet seat. Does the seat uh, Yeah, the seat probably <laughs> automatically goes up, and they had to spend all kinds of money for that. That's probably it. Okay, from Revelation Plagues Reuters. Japan to release Fukushima's contaminated water into the sea. Yes, nearly a decade after the Fukushima nuclear disaster, Japan's government has decided to release over one million tons of contaminated water into the sea, with a formal announcement expected to be made later this month, and we're running out of month really quickly. The decision is expected to rankle neighboring countries like South Korea, which has already stepped up radiation tests of food from Japan, and further devastate the fishing industry in Fukushima that has battled against such a move for years. The disposal of contaminated water at the Fukushima Daiichi plant has been a long-standing problem for Japan as it proceeds with a decades-long decommissioning project. Nearly 1.2 million tons of contaminated water are currently stored in huge tanks at the facility. From Zero Hedge, UK college orders COVID-carrying students. Ask yourself if you would do this. COVID-carrying students to wait in their room let others out first if a fire breaks out. <laughs> They're expendable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Self-isolating students at the University of York, located in the city of York, England, have been instructed by school officials to wait at least one minute in their rooms in the event of a fire and let others out first. They've got to maintain social distancing while their lives are in jeopardy. York's university... Guidance is absolutely insane, which reads, if you are self-isolating and the fire system in your accommodation building is activated, please follow these procedures to ensure your safety. When the alarm sounds, stay in your room for one minute, then make your way to the nearest refuge. This will allow non-isolating individuals to exit the building. The new guidance comes as 288 students at the university have tested positive for coronavirus. The surge in virus cases prompted the university to update and change its policies. The instructions were distributed to students via email. It said the additional guidance has been developed to maintain social distancing from non-isolating residents. Can you imagine that? No. I can't either, but there you go. Morality. Yeah, fire kills the virus. 
Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> the fire will kill. That's right. Um, let's see here. Last week, I talked about people going into stores in New York and just taking stuff and nobody doing anything about it. I had somebody email me. He asked me not to give his name, but he did say I can use his email. I work part-time in Kent, Washington. Yesterday, a woman came into the store with a black and white cow Halloween costume. She called our manager a racist and then proceeded to fill up a shopping cart with items from the store. She walked out without paying, calling everyone that worked there racists. The manager didn't bother to stop or restrain her, nor did he call the police. Of course, none of us under the manager dared to say anything in lieu of the manager's actions. No doubt the woman in question was using racism as an excuse to steal. Knowing that Washington state and city governments and police will not do anything to risk another incident. So there you go. This is going on elsewhere as well. From Fox, Disney Plus adds negative depictions, disclaimers on Peter Pan, Dumbo, more movies to curb stereotypes. So those two plus other movies, they are now saying that these have negative depictions and you might not want to watch it because you might be offended. From the Christian Post, Dutch euthanasia doctor warns Britain against euthanasia. I know Britain is going to go, take the wrong path, but he's giving them a warning. Writing in the Dutch Medical Association Journal, Kaiser admitted that his British colleagues were correct two decades ago when they warned that countries like the Netherlands, who embark on euthanasia, venture down a slippery slope along which you irrevocably slide down to the random killing of defenseless sick people. Far from being confined to the terminally ill, Kaiser admits that the practice for the Dutch has expanded to include older people who find that their life no longer has content. Remember the one lady that didn't want to be and the family had her euthanized anyway. Eventually, Kaiser predicts the Dutch, listen to this, will expand euthanasia to include disabled children and prisoners serving life sentences. In his own words about his own country, every time a line was drawn, it was also pushed back. Next article, listen, this is what he said a while ago. New York Post, this is on 10-13, a week and a half ago. The Netherlands considering allowing euthanasia for terminally ill kids under 12. Exactly what he said they would do, now they've come out and said they're going to do. They said the proposed policy will only affect between 5 and 10 children each year who are suffering as a result, in some cases unnecessarily for a long time, without any prospect of improvement. Well, how do they know? Remember uh, the Star Trek one where uh, Dr. McCoy euthanized his father and then five minutes later they found the cure and he carried that burden with him? Okay, we don't know what the future holds and that's why we also have something called prayer. Okay, I'm not into faith healers, but I am into faith healing. Paul says to pray. James says to pray. These people say pray. If the Lord wants to heal somebody, he can heal them. And we have seen people healed in the projects. We've never claimed it. We do not do that. We pray for people. And I'm telling you, we have seen two schizophrenics completely healed of that. Completely. So, so uh, what you're saying is that Hitler was ahead of his time. Hitler was ahead of his time. That's exactly what this is saying. That's right. Our other category, Zero Hedge. Air Force boasts new hypersonic missile will hit 1,000-mile target in under 12 minutes. So the Air Force is in on it, too. Such a bold claim would mean the hypersonic missile would need to fly between 5 and 6 thousand miles an hour. This is much faster than the one we just talked about, or roughly between Mach 6.5 and Mach 8 to strike a target at that distance. The hypersonic missile is powered by a solid fuel rocket booster with an unpowered boost glide vehicle. The rocket propels the hypersonic missile to hypersonic speeds. After that, the glide vehicle is released and continues to its target. The boost glide vehicle can carry nuclear warheads and outmaneuver the world's most advanced missile defense shields. 
ARRW is expected to reach operational capability in the second half of 2022 with possible fielding shortly after that. That's a really fast bomb. From the Washington Examiner, U.S. moves to sell Taiwan $2 billion of coastal defense cruise missile package to deter Chinese invasion. President Trump's admin is planning to approve the sale of coastal defense cruise missiles to Taiwan to help repel a potential invasion from mainland China. That price tag procures 100 of the cruise missiles, while the State Department also alerted lawmakers to an expected sale of advanced MQ-9 Reaper drones. That move comes on the heels of a decision to take the same procedural step for three other weapons deals, including truck-mounted artillery and long-range air-to-ground missiles, as the U.S. seeks to provide the island with enough weaponry to deter an invasion by the mainland communist powers PLA. While the PLA's actions are real and dangerous, the PLA is not unbeatable. David Helvey, the acting U.S. Assistant Secretary of Defense for East Asia, said last week. Now, what they want to do is have enough deterrence so that we can get in and help them. They've got enough, to, wherever our aircraft carriers are, we can get them in position by the time their explosives and ordinances are all run out, is the idea. Taiwan can, through smart investments, send a clear signal to Beijing the Taiwan society and its armed forces are absolutely committed to the defense of Taiwan. That will end if our president is not reelected. That will end. It'll be one China all over again and a lot of dead people in the process. Mail online. China equips its army with its most advanced hypersonic missile to prepare for a possible invasion of Taiwan reports claim. This is on the other side going against Taiwan. Beijing is boosting militarization on its coast near Taiwan. China has deployed the powerful DF-17 missile to the area. Experts believe the moves are signals China is preparing for a possible invasion. But a Chinese state-run newspaper branded the report as merely speculation. Comes after political tensions spike between Beijing and self-ruled Taiwan. From Zero Hedge, Pentagon School to focus half its curriculum on China. Esper announces. This is one of our main education schools in the Pentagon. Secretary of Defense Mark Esper said that he has tasked a Pentagon-funded university to focus half of its curriculum on China. The move is a testament to the shift in the U.S. military's focus from terrorism to the so-called great power competition, as outlined in the 2018 National Defense Strategy. As part of our top 10 goal to focus the department on China, I directed the National Defense University to refocus its curriculum by dedicating 50% of the coursework to China by academic year 2021. The NDU is a higher learning facility run by the Pentagon that offers graduate programs mostly to members of the U.S. military. I also tasked the military services to make the PLA the pacing threat in our professional school programs and training. The PLA is the People's Liberation Army, the Chinese. Esper also warned of the threat China and Russia pose to U.S. global hegemony. Our strategic competitors, China and Russia, are attempting to erode our hard-earned gains. The former Raytheon lobbyist also touted a new plan to increase the fleet of the U.S. Navy that Esper has dubbed Battle Force 2045. The plan calls for the Navy to have a 500-ship fleet by 2045. Currently, the U.S. Navy has just under 300 battle-ready ships. 
The Pentagon released its annual report on China's military in September. The report says China has the world's largest navy and has an overall battle force of approximately 350 ships and submarines. I would like you to know, though, that they only have one aircraft carrier. We have 11, and ours are way more advanced. But they still have a larger navy than we do at this time. Zero Hedge. U.S. core retail sales surged by the most in U.S. history in September. You're not going to hear that on the lamestream media, but the surprise sent year-on-year retail sales soaring with the headline up 5.4% and core retail sales up a stunning 9.1% year-on-year. The greatest rise ever. Every segment of the market, except electronics and appliance stores, saw sales increase in September. Mail online. Dutch man unable to walk, talk, or eat for eight years regains ability in just 20 minutes after taking, did anybody see this? An Ambien sleeping pill. No. Richard, 39, choked on a piece of meat in 2012 and suffered traumatic brain injury. Doctors in the Netherlands gave him Ambien as a last resort with consent of the family. Within 20 minutes, he walked, assisted, ordered fast food, and phoned his father. Who would think? Got a last trick here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he is talking about. Common Pomp says to strike up the band. As the Germans say, welcome the hand. Muslims say, no fair shake. There is too much at stake, though he spent 13 years in the land. Okay, rather than irony today, I've got something I thought was cool. It goes along with something we reported from Mongolia for a couple of weeks. And so no irony today. Instead, we have from Mail Online. I love God's creation. You know, I sit sometimes, I'm so frustrated. I'll sit and I'll think, God, this world is so beautiful. Everything you've done is so wonderful. Everything is so perfect. And the world that we have produced is so gross. It's so disgusting. You look at the contrast between what God has done and what we have done with it. But here we go. Something from the mind of God. Mail online. Jet fighter bird breaks world record for nonstop flight with epic 7,500 mile journey from Alaska to New Zealand in 11 days. Imagine that. Bartailed Godwit has broken the world record for longest nonstop bird flight. It flew 7,500 miles from Alaska to New Zealand in 11 days without breaking. The bird's aerodynamic build was compared to that of a jet fighter. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. Happy birthday to my mother. This is a superior word. And that is your Prophecy Update for the week.